0: You're listening to a live recording from Westside Church in Bend, Oregon. Thanks for joining us. All right, well, after a few years of um, kind of a struggling youth ministry, um, it's been a tough couple of years with the pandemic and other, other things, it's just, it's just been tough uh, to do youth ministry. I am so excited to today announce the appointment of our new uh, youth and family pastor, Josh Cordell. And uh, yeah, give it up for Josh. I've, I've known Josh for almost a decade, and so I'm going to stick to my notes because I could go on all kinds of tangents as I um, introduce him as our speaker today, but his impact on young people in Central Oregon is huge. Um, from running um, park and rec camps for hundreds of uh, young people um, wanting to learn how to play tennis to 18 years as the Summit High School tennis coach, uh, which he retired from a couple years back. Um, by the way, I worked with him for five years. His five best years of at Summit Tennis. Um, he meets with kids and youth still to this day every single week. I hear stories of, of young people that are being encouraged by Josh and his life and, and his mentoring. And um, you know, one of the things I love about Josh is his consistency. Um, he keeps showing up for young people. I, I get texts almost every week saying, hey, we're going to hit Um, at Summit um, with some old tennis players that graduated and just love for you to join us. He's just always there. He's always present um, with young people. And as our youth and family pastor, Josh is going to oversee our weekly children and youth programs that happen on Sundays as well as to connect with and on Wednesdays and and to connect with our families and to be a resource to you all as well. Um, He's married to Emily, a wonderful, wonderful lady. You'll meet her in a little bit. And they have a beautiful eight-year-old daughter, Brinley. Josh also has an older daughter, Taylor, and uh, she just had a new baby, which is so exciting. So Josh is also a grandpa, which I remind him about all the time because he's younger than me. And I'm like, hey, gramps. Uh, But he's an amazing husband and father. Um, As Josh comes to speak to us today, uh, it represents a restart, a new beginning for our ministry to youth and families. And I want you to open up your heart. I've been praying uh, for this. Um, for a couple weeks now that um, every single West Sider here in person and online would be impacted um, by the message that Josh, Josh has for us from the Lord about what we can do to be a part of this amazing vision of reaching this next generation and, um, and to see what God will do as we seek to love them and be available to them. So with that in mind, would you welcome Pastor Josh Cordell.
1: When uh, Steve told me that he was going to introduce me, I knew he was going to work in that the five years he coached with me were our best five years. He finds a way to get that into every time my name comes up. And so he did. Uh, when we were coaching tennis, we, uh, I was coaching the, the Summit Boys tennis team. We were playing at a tournament in Eugene and when you coach high school tennis you have a nice opportunity to interact with your players during a match when they change sides so like between games or between sets they'll change sides and you can talk to them and have a good conversation it's a little different than like coaching a swim meet for example you can't that's tough to put your head in the pool and have that conversation. But in a tennis match, you get to really kind of have like these heart to heart moments. And we're in Eugene and our top player is having a match where he's really struggling. And it's not even that he's playing bad, it's just life. And he's a teenager and I go over to talk to him and he says, I wanna quit. And I said, you wanna quit this match? And he says, I wanna quit it all. I wanna quit tennis, I want to, take an Uber back to Bend and break all my rackets and never play again. And he was asking for permission to do that. He was ready to, he was ready to make that move. And um, when we play sports, it's an interesting experience because it's not about shooting a basket or hitting a ball. There's so much more that like, gets to come out in that moment. And he was a teenager having a rough moment in life. And I got to be in that moment and, and talk to him. And you want to know what I told him? Think for just a second. This is going to blow your guys' mind. I, I'm really going to shock you with this incredible insight. The fact is, it doesn't matter what I told him. But here's, here's the truth of it. Whatever you told him, if you had been in that situation, would have been amazing. Because here I was, this adult with an outside perspective, not caught up in the moment, able to look at the situation and and talk to him and encourage him. And it wasn't because I just had shown up. This is a kid who, it was his 18th birthday um, that day. So it was adding to everything he was feeling. I met him when he was seven. And so we had a long-term relationship. He knew that I was for him and that I was with him. He knew uh, that I was playing the long game and I was gonna be there for him. And so I was able to tell him what you would tell him. And he didn't end up quitting that match. He, He decided to persevere and play through it. And the main point of this story is that we all have that in us to have that conversation? Here's where it has kind of a fairy tale ending. He decides not to quit at that moment, and we talk afterwards and we say, This is a moment we're gonna remember. This is a moment we're both gonna remember and he keeps playing, and he ends up winning a state championship that year, and he's playing college tennis now, and he's really happy, and we have a, a great relationship, and we have nice, deep conversation and a, and a good connection. And I called him this week, and I said, his name's Logan, I said, Logan, would you mind if I told this story in front of a bunch of people? And he said, no, please do. I tell that story all the time. And he said, in fact, I just told it to someone this week. Special to get to be a part of a moment like that. In the New Testament, we have uh, two books called First and Second Timothy. They're epistles that the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy. So Timothy is a young man who Paul is discipling. He's mentoring him. He's coaching him. He's building him up in the faith. He's building him up in life. And in First Timothy 4:11, it says, teach these things and insist that everyone learn them don't let anyone think less of you because you are young be an example to all believers in what you say in the way you live in your love your faith and your purity until i get there focus on reading the scriptures to the church encouraging the believers and teaching them that's really empowering paul is really uh he's sending timothy to do this important work uh, for the church in Ephesus. Paul can't go, he sends Timothy. You get the feeling that Paul has put a lot into Timothy, that Paul has really been building him up and they have, they have some real trust between them. We see in 2 Timothy 1.5, Paul says, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. And I know that so- that faith continues strong in you. So Timothy's in an awesome situation here. Timothy has several older people who have clearly poured themselves into his life. He has a mother, a grandmother, and he has Paul who's a a mentor, he's discipling him. And how beautiful is it to have people that pour into our lives, people who we know are for us and are with us. I've been really fortunate I'm a grandfather now, Um, as you can see, uh, quite wise and old. Um, I need people pouring into me. And I've been so blessed to have a dad who has been for me and with me my whole life. Uh, My mom, when she was alive, was so for me and with me. And I have a lot of people who are. One in particular here on staff, uh, Pastor Cliff is for me and with me and I know that. And he's, he's told me that and he's shown me that. And to have that is really special. And I think that sometimes we don't feel like we have what it takes to build people up. We don't know if we have that in us. And I think Genesis 127 tells us all we need to know. Genesis 1:27 says, so God created human beings in his own image in the image of God created he them male and female. He created them. We are created in the image of God. We are his image bearers. We are the Imago day. And the fact that we are created in the image of God means that we are far too significant to not be pouring our lives into other people. We are far too significant. We have been given too vital of a role here on Earth to not have our lives be pouring into the younger generation. And we are equipped to do that. We live in a world that is very transactional. So there's a difference between transactional and transformational. Transactional says, Give me this and I'll give you something in return. Transformational doesn't require anything in return. Our kids are faced with transactional decisions and relationships all day every day. Um, Play well and your coach loves you. Do good on this test and your parents are proud of you. Post the right content and it'll get a lot of likes. All transactions. And we have the opportunity to love the younger generation in a way that is transformational, that says, I love you just because, and there's nothing required from you for that love. But I truly believe we can't do that on our own. That's not how we're wired, but we can learn to do that because that's the way that God loves us. God's relationship to us is fully transformational. There's nothing required. His love is not, does not require anything from us. His forgiveness does not require anything from us. He simply gives it to us and it's up to us if we choose to accept it and to walk in it and it's available to us. And when we embrace that, we can have a transformational love for those in our lives because he first loved us. And so you are far too significant to not be loving the younger generational in the most trans the younger generation in the most transformational way that you can because that's what God designed you to do. Luke eighteen fifteen um, is just such an important scripture to me. It says, uh, this is 15 and 16 from the New Living Translation. One day, some parents brought their little children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But when the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him. Then Jesus called the children and said to the disciples, let the children come to me, don't stop them for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. There's so much in here. But we've created a system that is us and them. We often think about like adults and kids and we separate them. And when we do that, not only do they miss out, but we are the ones who miss out because we can learn from them. No offense to any of you out there, but I learn way more from kids than I do from anyone my age or older because we think we know everything. So it's hard to learn from each other, but kids get right to the heart of things. Jesus calls the kids unto him. And when we make ourselves available to kids, we find out so much more about the heart of God and how he sees us. I sometimes hear people say, uh, it's like we all have a tendency to say things like, well, you know what the problem with this generation is or what the problem with kids today is. Whenever I hear that, I like to say, I like to stop people and say, you're the problem. If we ever say, do you know what the problem is with kids, just stop yourself and know you're the problem because you're seeing them as something separate than you. You're seeing this gap. And it goes all the way back. it's not a new idea that kids are different and see things differently and think differently. That goes all the way back through history. And we need to embrace uh, finding out how do they think? What do they think? How do we we get on the same page with them rather than thinking that we're going to convince them to be on the same page as, as us? And I am so blessed to be able to have lots and lots of conversations with kids. And what it looks like is me asking a lot of questions, a lot of questions, and then usually asking follow-up questions and then waiting for them to ask me when they want to hear something from me. Because ultimately I want to play the long game with young people in my life. I want to still be there with them down the road. And uh, Pastor Ben and I talk about this a lot. We use the term playing the long game. And uh, he, he said it really well. He said that he wants his, his young son, Joel, who plays baseball, he wants when Joel's an adult for him to want to go to a baseball game with dad. And that was the perspective on baseball. Joel's a very good baseball player and he's really little and it's easy to think about, I love sports, I think this way, I think about what can be accomplished. Um, It's easy to think that way. And Ben is changing his mindset and thinking, "I, I want us in the long game, I want us in this together. And I think that's so vital. And when we play the long game, we get to experience the blessing of those special moments. And when we truly treat kids in a transformational way, where we say, and when I say kids, you guys, so, so one of the things with this is you might be in here and you might not have kids. When we look at Paul's role in Timothy's life, you don't have to be mom or dad or grandparent to pour into a younger person. You just have to be available. You just have to find the young people in your proximity and they're there and you have to be available, and you have to be willing to play the long game, and you have to let them know I'm for you and I'm with you, and then you'll get to experience the moments that are so special. We, we had a young man who was living with us, um, a, a boy who was in the foster care system, and we went on a walk and we were just having a talk, and um, one of the questions I try to ask everyone in my life is what do you want? And you'd be surprised how many people say, no one's asked me what I wanted. And especially kids don't get asked what they want. And especially kids in foster care don't get asked what they want. And he told me, I want to be with my mom or with my dad. And I said, yeah, I I get that. And from that, he told me that he knew that his dad wanted him. But he followed that up with saying, but I think my dad only wants me to get back at my mom. And I was fortunate to get to be the one standing there when he said that. And I got to tell him that I don't know your dad, but I know a lot of reasons that anyone would want you and they'd want you because you're brilliant, because you're funny, because you're kind, because the time you've spent in our house has been a wonderful time. There are so many reasons that anyone would want you. And I don't know if he'll remember that conversation, but I know that I will. And I know that that conversation has changed a lot of how I look at things and had a huge impact on me. And I brought one ability to that conversation, the ability that I believe is the single most important ability that any of us can have, and that's availability. We can all be available. And if we're available and we seek to be filled with the love of God, and to make things about him and what he would have us do, and we play the long game, then we're gonna get amazing moments. And those are available to us if we're available. And I think about the story with Logan, the story with with this young boy, Um, those moments will stick with me and I'm a moments kind of guy. I love stories. I love, uh, kind of like flag in the ground. Like this happened right now, this just happened here. And I want to give you guys an opportunity for this to be a moment for you. I want this to be an opportunity for you to surrender more for all of us to surrender more of ourselves to God right now, where we would say, Jesus, if there is a relationship you'd have me build, if there's a way you would have me be more available, if there are younger people in my proximity that you would have me be intentional about them, knowing that I am for them and I am with them, I wanna do that right now. And I think this could be a moment for us. Um, Yes, all the things we're doing at Westside Be a part of it, we want you to be a part of it. But you have kids, you have grandkids, you have friends who have kids. If you have kids, your kids have friends. You have young people in your proximity who you can impact and you can impact them in a way that no one else can, which makes you just so significant. I think this is so amazing. The combination of your proximity to the people around you and your life experience means that no one else can impact those people the way that you can. And we can do it when we're filled with the love of God and when we know that he does the work and not us. So I'm going to pray for us that we would look for those opportunities and that we would fully surrender to God in this moment and allow him to bring the young people into our lives, make it very clear for us that that we would know who to serve and who to love. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for your love for us, your grace, your mercy, your goodness, your transformational way that you require nothing from us. And I pray God that we would just fully surrender to you and you would give us opportunity to be that image bearer that you created us to be, the Imago Dei, the image of God, and and that we would be a vessel to pour out your love on those who need you. I pray, God, that you'd put it on our hearts right now, who needs to know that we are for them and we are with them, and you would give us the wisdom to remove whatever we need to, to make ourselves more available to those people. And we love you, God, and we thank you. And we pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. Can we thank Josh for that word? And thank you, Josh. <laughs> you know, this is uh, this really is a marker for us as a church and, um, there's a culture shift happening in our body that maybe you're not aware of, but I hope maybe you've sensed it or felt it or heard something about it where, where um, your kids become my kids and my kids become your kids, where there's a sense of um, the type of community that we're building is truly family. That when you walk onto this campus and you see a little five year old trying to escape from their mom or their dad you know to go get some cookies or something Have we started doing cookies again? We need to do that. we need to start doing cookies again but this but you see them and there's something in your heart that that is drawn toward loving the kids around us um, seeing actually seeing them, seeing them, not just seeing them their their form, but actually like I want I want to know you, I want to be there for you and I want to walk with you and um, and that's the long game, but it's, in, it's, um, it's everyone in on the long game. It's not just a handful of people. With that in mind, I do want to invite the Generations team, if you'd come up, the ones that um, are on our staff, that um, help support the ministry. And this is a bit counterintuitive right now because it's so easy in church, especially in the church world, to immediately think, oh, whew. They've got some people doing this i don't have to <laughs> thank you jesus you know and that's not the way that's not what this is uh, I, I always used to kind of joke that well we got a prayer team so the church doesn't have to pray i mean that's just so counterintuitive no that's the, it's they help us to open up our hearts and to resource us and and this team is very much involved in that um, every week they're called to it um, and they want to resource our families joni is our, our kids director over there on the my my ride and Nick he he uh, does our activities he's kind of like our activities director for uh, high school and and uh, young adults and um, he's really fun and then Christina is going to be overseeing our fourth and fifth grade pretty exciting Christina that she'll be overseeing that that age group fourth and fifth grade now is kind of the new middle schooler they're 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 dealing with a lot of the same things that maybe our kids in middle school dealt with um, five six years ago this is Emily Josh's wife and. Um, Although she's not on staff, at, we might try to get her at some point, but she is such a support to Josh and to this team and to the ministry. Um, and so thank you, Emily, for what you do and and for holding this guy together and helping him do what God called him to do as well. So um, I so I want us to pray for this team, but I really want us to pray for us as a church that we would live into this vision. Um, I, I shared last week a vision across the river, if you, if you were here, about you know there's different things happening across the river that, that god is calling us into and one of them is kids playing and 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 what, what i see with that vision is jesus is in the middle of that um, sometimes we think jesus is whole so holy and so above and so separate from that we don't, maybe will not see that vision of that scripture that that josh read from luke that jesus is in the middle of the of the kids he's like right in the, in the mix um and and if, if you sit and bemoan the fact that this generation is, is so far from God and all of that, but you don't do anything, then it's just, it's just not right. It's something we have to engage in to say, I wanna I want, I want be with this generation. I wanna see them um, come to know Jesus and become more like him and le- le- lean into that. And so that's what we're gonna be praying for. And so if you do this with me, if you just maybe put your hand on your heart I don't, we're gonna pray for this team, but I'm really praying for us as a church and that I'm praying that God, um, you would open up our hearts today to this generation. Open our hearts to see them, to love them, to be with them and for them, to sacrifice our own comforts, to give ourselves to them. Um, Jesus, that, that this would be something that not just this team does, but that this, this church is known for in this community as a church that walks with young people, that listens to their questions and their doubts and doesn't try to, to, to answer all of their questions all of the time, but simply walks with them to encourage them and to love them and to display your love to them. Lord, we do pray for this team. I pray, Jesus, that you would continue to inspire them as they give of themselves uh, to this generation, but as they give themselves to us to resource us and to help us become the kind of church that you're calling us to. Be with them, give them wisdom. Thank you for the gifts that each of them are to us and to our children and our youth and our young adults. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Can we thank this team uh, for all that they do? Yeah. Thanks, you guys, so much. Thanks, Josh.